Cleveland Browns versus the Carolina Panthers week one. We got all the matchups. We got everything that you want to hear, and we're going to do it up coming up next on the special Locked On NFL crossover edition, Locked On Browns and Locked On Panthers next. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. First crossover of the 2022 season. I'm actually pretty excited um, because this one is the first new format of Locked On Browns. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your hosts over here. Um, First time I've gotten to talk with Julian Council. Um, Garrett, of course, as well, as host of the Locked On Panthers. Um, First things first, uh, Julian, could you find a storyline for this week? You got anything that maybe we can talk about going into this matchup this week? Yeah, there's a few things we could talk about. We all know the uh, the main storyline about the man who used to play quarterback up there in Cleveland and his uh, unceremonious exit there a couple months ago and certainly how he feels about it, although he has not given us uh, too much to uh, go off of as far as a uh, bulletin board material. Now, there was a whole Cynthia Freeland controversy last week of what he allegedly said, whether he said it or not. I mean, obviously, Baker Mayfield's not happy about how things ended in Cleveland. And yes, of course, he wants to F them up on Sunday. So don't really know how that became national news. But excited to see what happens uh, with Baker and the Carolina Panthers as they take on the Cleveland Browns. And what I think is a pretty interesting week one matchup all around, even outside of Baker playing against his former team looking for revenge. Now, Julian, talk to me real quick. Um, you know, obviously, and like we're going through this because we went through it with Baker. It was all the storyline of a really, really rough season. And for us, we were a little upset because you know there were some good players on this team that didn't get mentioned. Now we're in this same situation kind of with Deshaun Watson. And again, there's 52 yeah. other players on this team who don't really get much spoken about much more. But besides Baker Mayfield, um, you got a really kind of strange dynamic here. You got a coach who's maybe kind of on a hot seat, relying on a quarterback now that he doesn't have much of a relationship. They need to make it work for the both of them. But what are some other storylines, talking points of this Panthers team going into 2022? I think the offensive of the whole is uh, pretty much in mystery for Sunday's game. Like we barely saw them during the preseason. Baker was in this folk quarterback controversy with Sam Darnold. Anyone who has any common sense knew that on July 6th, when the Panthers traded for Baker, that Sam Darnold was not going to be the week one starter, even just for the fact of a revenge game, but also that the Carolina Panthers spent the entirety of the offseason trying to get rid of him. We didn't see much of DJ Moore. Didn't see much of Robbie Anderson. Didn't see much of Chris McCaffrey well, at all because he wasn't out there uh, during the preseason for the second year in a row. So I'm interested to see what this new look offense looks like with Baker, with DJ Moore, with Robbie Anderson, Rashard Higgins, who y'all are also familiar with. They just traded for LaVisca Chenault a week ago. McCaffrey, a rebuilt offensive line, a new OC and Ben McAdoo. That's certainly something that's catching my eye heading to this game. And also, like, let's just stick with one player from the offense, Chris McCaffrey. Back-to-back years that he's been injured. He's only pay- played in 10 games the last two seasons. During that time, Matt Rule, the third-year head coach, is now is 10-23. and 23. Now, they didn't win every game that McCaffrey played in, but it shows you that without one of the, I, in my opinion, one of the top 10 playmakers in the league when he's healthy, it makes it difficult on your quarterback when it was Sam Darnold, when it was Teddy Bridgewater, and even probably for Baker Mayfield if he's not out there on the field. So the health of Christian McCaffrey and whether he can still be that same player that we saw in the small spurts the last two years, but really in 2019, we had the 1,000-1,000 season. Is certainly something I'm 
watching out for against his Cleveland Browns defense on Sunday afternoon. As far as the Browns, I, we've had, I mean, y'all have had a fairly interesting offseason with the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, winning that, all the legal issues. And I certainly don't envy you for having to talk about that ad nauseum throughout the offseason. Jacoby Brissett, he's been a starter for the next 11 weeks or the first 11 games of the season. What's going on there storylines-wise with him and the offense and everyone else uh, in Cleveland as they head into this week one game? Well, you know, I, I look at it like this. We're, we sound a lot like you talking about the Carolina Panthers. Haven't seen Amari Cooper. Definitely. Uh, there's been no sightings of Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Uh, we haven't even seen the first team offense and first team offensive line out there. So for, for the Browns, it's much of the same. Trying to figure out what Jacoby Brissett is in his offense, trying to figure out what Kevin Stefanski and how differently he wants to utilize him. Um, the Browns defense, on the other hand, I will say, uh, the storyline for that is is they have all their pieces and parts. Joe Woods, uh, for the first two years, struggled a little bit, especially when it, it came to third down, getting teams off the field. The you know first year was here, it was uh, difficult getting teams to stop the run. He looks like he has all his pieces and parts in Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, all his secondary pieces, and now he has an, the ability to kind of run what he wants to run defensively. So I think the Browns are going to have to hang their hat on the defensive end of the football. Uh, offense is going to be a work in progress all year. I think that they're going to just try to tread water over there, um, lean on Nick Chubb, lean on Kareem Hunt, and, and try to find creative ways to get them the football. Uh, but I, I think the, if you ask me, it would be a tale of two cities, right? Offense where we're, mi we're mixing in a lot of new guys. Defense is where um, the guys are solid. It's, at. Been, it's been the difficulty of not really getting to discuss this team. And, you know, we have a general manager and a coach here now going into the third season. Um, this is a team that still had all of their drafted players up until just a few years a few days ago from three draft classes. Um, they found a way to build a roster. They have money in the holster to roll over. They have a deep roster. Um, even next year when you know salaries go up, they're still going to have money to spend in free agency. This has been a job that was really, really well done by this team. Um, we're excited to see what a guy like Amari Cooper can do coming in here because I think one of the biggest issues for this team this year is going to be blocking out the outside noise. Last year, you had players with Baker Mayfield, with Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry from time to time who couldn't block out outside noise. We're so excited to have a wide receiver one who hasn't tweeted in six years. We are geeked just for that alone. We don't hear much from the guy. We see some highlights from practice, which is good enough. Um, but that's also what's going to make for me interesting here is because which one of these teams is ready to go because, you know, everything looks great on air in practice and it should, but you know, who's going to be able to apply that here and for the Browns, I think the biggest thing and, you know, where you're coming from as well, Julian, is you're probably going to lean on what you know what works right now. And, you know, for the Browns, they know Nick Chubb works. They know Kareem Hunt works. Um, so we'll start there. And there's this Cleveland Browns defense that, you know, and Garrett knows, the former wide receiver in me, I hate that I keep going to this. This defense is really, really good. Nine games last year, they gave up 16 points or less. You know, that should be a record, even with poor quarterback play. That should get you to double-digit wins. And it didn't translate last year, which led to everything falling apart like it did, to the changes being made. And, you know, the Browns basically went from one bad situation to maybe an even a little bit worse situation as far as off-field with the addition of Deshaun Watson. But it's a good football team. And it, it bothers me that 52 were being judged off of one. 
Yeah, and I, and I understand that too. It's unfortunate that you have to worry about everything that's going on with the Deshaun situation. And you have 11 games, though, to not have to think about what this team might look like with him and hopefully, for your sake, be able to stay in uh, the playoff picture in the AFC. So those are some of the uh, key storylines. Check a look at some of the key matchups here after uh, this break here on this special uh, Locked On NFL crossover edition of Locked On Browns and Locked On Panthers. This segment is brought to you by Toro. Toro is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Toro, you can book any car you want, wherever, whenever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for your family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive a new electric vehicle you've always had your eyes on to see if it fits in your everyday life. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Welcome, everybody, back. Crossover Thursday, week one, 2022. Um, it may not be the best game of the weekend, but, you know, come on, this is a juicy matchup. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield. One thing we've been getting into a little bit here, Julian, uh, last couple of days, and Garrett and I were fortunate enough to sit down yesterday with Joe Thomas. Um, for the Browns, you knew you were facing Baker Mayfield this year. You want to do this week one. You don't want to do this in October. You don't want to do this in November where maybe things start to get more comfortable. Um, you know, gels with McCaffrey, finds the best usage of DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, as everybody knows, is a nine-route god that, you know, any now and then you can go find it. And if you hit it once, you hit it twice, you can change the outcome of a game. Um, but for us, it's certainly the matchup here. And it's weird you say it this way, but it's Joe Woods. Joe Woods has sat with Baker Mayfield for two years. And, you know, there are plenty of times where this defense sat there and, you know, and Baker in 2021 wasn't able to do what this defense did. So I think for me, that is one of the biggest key matchups. And obviously with Joe Woods, you're going to sit here with Coach Stefanski this week and say, all right, now I know the general problems. Now what can I create that the problems that led you guys to move away from a player like Baker Mayfield, what can I do to basically make that crack in the dam just blow open? What can I do to truly get him rattled or get him off his game you know, when they're running this route, what look doesn't he want? Does he not want the linebacker there? Uh, does yeah. he not want a defensive end with his arms in the air? So one of the biggest things is, you know, the Browns know Baker very, very well. They know him certainly better than anybody in the Carolina organization does right now. So for them to get this opportunity week one, probably their best advantage for success. It's interesting you say that, too. Baker was speaking to the media on Wednesday in Charlotte, and he hasn't really given much insight to how he feels about the game coming up and just, you know, whole relationship and how things ended in Cleveland. He said, I'm not going to be a robot. Like, this does mean something to me, but I'm also, like, not going to give you guys any uh, headlines, any kind of material that the Browns can put up there as far as in their locker room as, like, hey, this guy's talking crap about you. But he did talk about, like, familiarity and how, for him and Cleveland, it doesn't really give anybody an advantage. But on your side, at least, there is far more familiarity with Baker than, that's, of course, his coaching staff here in Carolina. And, like, Baker aside, there's, like, two matchups that I've really been more focused on this week. Like, okay, we get it. Baker Mayfield obviously is going to be emotional. He's going to want to win this game. The Panthers going to want to be in his foxhole, get the win for their guy. But for me, the rookie left tackle, Wiki Aquanu, is going up against arguably the best pass rusher in the entire league. And as much as I love Icky and the potential he has here, he's a rookie. And he's going up a guy who's been NFL Defensive Player of the Year. 
And I'm going to look at Miles Garrett as the one who's probably going to win the majority of those reps. Now, I think Icky can hold his own, but Panther fans have to recognize that it might be a little difficult at times with him lined up against Miles Garrett and Genevieve Clowney as well if he's on that side of the ball. And the other matchup, too, um, that I'm, I'm looking at as far as with the Panthers, it's their defensive line against the run game. Because last year, this team was not great against the run. It, it was nine games they were able to hold teams um, under eight games they held them under 100 yards. The other nine, they gave, they gave up over 100 yards. So really, they were great or they got gashed. And when they played against top 10 rushing teams, which Cleveland was a year ago, they were one and four. And the only time they won that game was on the road against Arizona when Kyler Murray, who's a big part of that rushing game for the Cardinals offense, was not healthy and did not play in that game. So that's certainly a concern for a Panthers defensive line that just brought in Henry Anderson this week to be a run stuffer and has some younger guys like Derek Brown, Etor Grossmanos are really stepping up and some leadership roles on the defensive line, they have to step up, be able to stop the run. And looking at the weather report, it might be a pretty rainy Sunday in Charlotte. And that would, in my opinion, probably lean towards uh, Cleveland having more success offensively, considering I have no idea what to expect out of Baker, out of Carolina, and what that passing attack could look like, and even what the rushing attack could look like with Christian McCaffrey coming back. Before G jumps in here, that's a good tip to know. And yeah, for uh, you know, for the Browns, see, that, that, that could be certainly advantageous. Right. Go ahead, Gary. Mm. That's a shame. It's a shame it's raining that day, you know. <laughs> we would we wanted to fast track, not <laughs> you didn't want to air it out. No, and we want no parts of that, man. We want to we want a five to seven throw game, right? <laughs> so I, you know, to me, I I think, they, and I kind of put this uh, on, on the cover of our thumbnail for our last episode that we just put up today on Locked On Browns. Uh, JOK to me is an X factor in terms of. Um, how you're going to guard uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey is a guy that can, can, can change the game just like that. I mean, he can, he can affect you, especially in the screen game. So when one of the things that we are, are very good, or we have two defensive ends in Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney that want to get upfield. But the thing that, that you are susceptible to is the draw play. Things you're susceptible to, especially if you're playing man coverage, is or excuse me, uh, the screen game. And McCaffrey can change the game in a heartbeat doing that. JOK, yeah. uh, I don't know if they'll they'll spot shadow him all game. I don't know if any one player can do that. It'll be a committee. But uh, Phillips uh, and, and JOK are going to need to be able to read their keys. Going to be able to, and the thing is. They're going to have to be able to get off blocks, being undersized, and still make the play. Speed isn't a factor for, for JOK. He's one of the most athletic linebackers in the game. But getting getting linemen into his body, that's a recipe for disaster. And you, he's going to have to get off blocks. He's going to have to be able to, uh, to help in a screen, screen game. And he's going to have to be able to run sideline to sideline. And, in fact, if they throw tunnel or bubble screens, it's quick stuff um, to get Baker Mayfield comfortable because I think they will start off with some short, uh, easy throws to try to get him hit because Baker's a rhythm guy. We've seen it here. Uh, and, and when Baker gets going, he starts sprinkling it around the other guys. That's when he's at his best. So I, I think they'll do that. I'm looking forward to linebackers, especially JLK, to be kind of a matchup um, that, that we look to see who's going to get the best of that all day. Yeah, and I'll say one more thing, too, matchup-wise for Carolina, that I think they have the advantage in the secondary against the Browns wide receivers. Because y'all bring up that you haven't seen Amari Cooper. I look at the rest of that roster. I mean, David Bell, love them at Purdue, but I, he doesn't scare me if I'm Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator here in Carolina. Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't scare me. Anthony Swartz certainly has speed. But as far as route runners, I don't think any of those guys match up against Dante Jackson during his fifth year. J.C. Horn, who we barely got to see last season, but 
was lights out in those three games that he played. And then CJ Henderson, who has been some one of the talks of camp, the uh, former top 10 pick who the Panthers traded for a year ago out of ja- in, in Jacksonville. Like that's two guys who are former top 10 picks. And another one that was a second rounder. That's been a starter since day one of his rookie year here in Carolina. I'm just looking at that second add in Jeremy Chin, who has been phenomenal. And I think he's probably going to be lined up, up against uh, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant as well, defending them uh, on Sunday afternoon. I think that the secondary for the Carolina Panthers probably has the advantage just looking at the matchup at wide receiver. But again, as we know, potentially, if it rains or not, what Cleveland wants to do to try and win this game is to run the football down Carolina's throat, which Carolina at times really struggled against with teams that certainly wanted to run the ball and they made it happen a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> These receivers, man, yeah, you you have it. Hey, have at a receiver because we've been trying to get another receiver in here. Me and Jeff, but they ain't been listening to us. They ain't answered our phone calls. But go ahead, Jeff. Do you tell about it? No, well, we, it's actually kind of funny because the way you're talking about the cornerback room for Carolina is very similar to how we talk about it with Cleveland on um, the safeties here. Um, and, you know, before Garrett will kick off, you know, segment three here, this is where you get worried. Is it going to come down to, you know, somebody getting a little handsy, a flag that maybe wasn't warranted? And with week one, there's always that big question of, you know, tackling, tackling, tackling. Are you ready for it? So, you know, definitely some things to watch inside the matchups of the matchups. Garrett Bush going to kick it off here. Locked on crossover week one. Locked on Panthers. Locked on Browns. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Crossover Special Edition, uh, Locked On Browns, mixed with Locked On Panthers. Uh, uh, Julian is here with me, and as always, Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Brown Podcast is with me. Uh, Sunday's talk- game is coming up, <clears throat> and let's talk about you know predictions here. Um, I looked at this game, and, and I've I've been I've gone back and forth. Um, I, I think this game is a three to four point game. I think this, and, and now that you, we have the weather forecast here, thank you so much, my man. We, <laughs> we, we know that this might, points might be at a premium. You look at Jacoby Brissett, he was never going to throw the ball down the field a hundred times. He, that's not his game. We know what the Cleveland Browns want to do. Uh, and, you know, when you look at it, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, they have, I believe, the advantage when it comes to, um, when it comes to definitely comes to their secondary. Um, you, we just talked about that last uh, break, and I'll tell you what, now it's even more of a premium now that you know it's going to be a muddy track. It could be slower. And now I'm looking at a game that's going to definitely be under uh, 20 points. I think the team that first team to 21 wins this game, um, and I, I, I've i gone on a limb to say that the Cleveland, I think the Browns can pull it out late. Um, but field goals, you got to hit them extra points. You got to hit them special teams got to be on point. Uh, they got to come out and start fast, but I think the Cleveland Browns can win this game, twenty-one to seventeen. But it's a very close win, and I don't even think the Browns are leading most of the game. I think it's a late turnover possibly that can help them out. Other than that, um, I think this is a a, a coin flip type game, and uh, it's going to be a pretty good one in Carolina. Yeah, I agree, uh, and I think the line right now is one and a half in Carolina's favor, playing at home, and that's our friends over at Bet Online, of course, have that out there. Uh, it, it will be interesting because uh, with the possibility of this being, as we call it down south, the gully washer, it could change what uh, the Panthers are able to do offensively. And <laughs> <laughs> I know you like that one, right? Um, yeah. And it's there's so much unknown with the Panthers offensively. Like you know what Christian McCaffrey can do, you know what DJ Moore can do. Like is Robbie Anderson going to bounce back? Is the number three wide receiver going to emerge? Is Baker? going to be able to produce like he's going to take care of the football and that's been a concern and the one thing that he does that Sam Darnold didn't do is actually throw touchdowns so you can sometimes live with the good and the bad of Baker Mayfield but for him if he wants to secure the bag past this season he's got to take care of the ball and when I look at this game defensively Carolina I think they can be stout they can stop the run 
I feel pretty good about their chances of winning this game, especially if it's going to be a rainy day at Bank of America Stadium in uptown Charlotte. The only way I really feel like Cleveland wins is if Baker gives them a couple, if they can get some turnovers, and if they can have success running the football. And just because of all the unknowns, it's really hard for me to put a score. I'll take Carolina in a close one. It's good that you bring up the fact of field goal kicking because that is one concern heading into Sunday's matchup. As on Wednesday, Matt Rule, the Panthers head coach, said that their new kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, who's filling in for the rest of the season for Zane Gonzalez, who's on season-ending IR, that he has a hip issue. And if that is a problem for him on what's going to be slippy turf, simply turf, and that's what led to uh, Gonzalez having the groin injury, I, I don't know how much belief I have in, in uh, Pinheiro to go out there and make clutch field goal. I just feel like the Panthers defense, I think Baker playing this revenge game, typically when he's felt pretty uh, upset about how things have played out in the past, especially back in college, he's kind of stood up and he's played well. So I think he'll do enough to get it done. McCaffrey do enough to get it done. The defense will. And it's probably a three-point game, Carolina, in their favor at home. Well, me personally, and Zane Gal- Gonzalez, Garrett knows, Browns fans know, we oh. love you. But maybe that, that groin's been lingering since New Orleans in 2018 when oh. Hugh Jackson made him kick a 52-yard field goal attempt when he couldn't have made it if he kicked it twice. Um, but all the best to Zane. Um, and certainly with uh, if the possibility is there of weather, a kicker who may you know have a leg who's not 100%, something to think about, certainly not the most ideal situation for the Browns' rookie, ki- uh, rookie kicker. Cade York does come from the South, though, does have some familiarity there. Um, I will say that if, if weather's a factor, it, it it makes my confidence in this game bigger. I I, I think I'm to a point where I'm aggravated for, with the amount of predictions I'm seeing right now. Because um, most of them, you know, Mike Florio, oh, 27-20. Well, wait a minute. The Browns, who held nine teams under 16 points last year, everybody regards and everybody keeps saying, oh, the Browns will be a top five defense. Well, then what in the world is Carolina Panthers going to hang 27 on him for? And like, it just seems like I, I don't get it. Like, you know, and I get, look, I mean, and we understand how some of this business works. You know, those who screams the loudest or maybe with the most foul mouth gets the most looks, gets the most reads, those things type of happen. But, you know, Browns are going in there. And if the Browns want to run the ball 35, 40 times, they got the ammunition to do so. They have the offensive line most likely to do so. Um, Baker Mayfield, the revenge thing for Baker Mayfield, that's not been going so well recently. I mean, I know, yes, it started off well. It started mm. off well in the NFL. Lately, it, it's not going that well. Um, and the, and the, I think one of the biggest issues with Baker Mayfield, and this is probably to his own detriment, and he's never going to change. And I love Baker Mayfield, absolutely. But you're not going to change him. And he, he's got this put-everything-on-me mentality. But the problem is when you do that and it doesn't go well, You've got to carry yourself the same way. And that's what led to some issues here last season. And yes, there were times where, you know, maybe you should sit out, you know, maybe you're not strong enough. And he's just got this headstrong mentality, which you essentially want every quarterback to make. But it it can also be the reason people love you, but it could also be the worst thing you can do for yourself. We'll see how it works out. But I think the underestimation of the Browns defense, I think the fact that there's probably not enough truly installed yet in Carolina, not enough reps yet where he is 100% comfortable with everything that's going on. Um, You know, last couple of years with the Browns, they feature a lot of tight ends. The the Carolina tight ends, Julian, you really haven't even mentioned him here. So I knew this kind of going into it, that there's not much there. And this is something that Baker's been really focused on the last couple of years, because this is something Coach Stefanski was trying to do. And now all of a sudden they don't really want to do it anymore. (laughs) So they they kind of flipped the script a little bit on that one because it just didn't work out. 
but I feel confident. And, you know, I, I would be surprised if this was a 21-10 game, 23-10. I just think the mentality and the headstrong of the rest of what this locker room is and understanding what's in front of and understanding for them to even have a chance this season, they can't lose a game like this because these first four games are very, very winnable. The seven after that, Man, they were these are tough games, even with Deshaun yeah. Watson. They yeah. know they have to compete strong on Sunday. If even on yeah, go, go ahead. Go, go, well, here yeah, I'll just I'll just throw this on there. If they want to be known as a contender, they're in a place where the Browns fancy themselves as contenders. They got they got the talent. They have to win a game like this, uh, if they want to be in that mix. And we'll see. I think this is gonna determine a lot whether we know what the Browns are or what they are. No, and those are all great points that y'all made. And from Carolina's perspective, too, revenge game aside, like you're facing a backup quarterback. Last year, when they this defense, when they played against backup quarterbacks and rookies, they made them look silly. And that's really what you're hoping to see on Sunday afternoon. And for me, as much as if the weather is a factor, how much that plays in the, the favor of Cleveland and all these other things as well, defensively of Cleveland, how well they played, and the questions of where this Panthers offense is with Baker Mayfield as a starter when he didn't get all the one reps throughout the preseason and during training camp. One thing I do know about the Cleveland Brown is they don't win the first game of the season. Like they don't win season opener. So I'm I'm not I'm damn sure not gonna pick them to win a season opener. Yes, sir. I will say this though. Last week was, last year was Kansas right City. The year before was Baltimore. Right. So we definitely got a hopefully a a, a, a a easier, easier plate to maybe try to digest this Sunday. Uh this was an absolute blast. Um and I think Julian will say the same thing about his team is that we say, look, nobody knows. You just don't know. Um, anything can change in one half. A player could be lost. Anything can happen with you know to alter the state of any season, any game. Um, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, you know, look, this is what we do. Um, we cover these teams 365 days a year. Um, but for five months, this is this is the bread and butter, and it's Christmas oh, yeah. Day every day. So for you Carolina Panthers fans, make sure you are following, subscribe to Locked On Panthers wherever you get your podcasts um, on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe, notifications on, so when Julian drops. New content, you guys can have it there to digest. Uh, our Browns listeners, of course, wherever you get your favorite podcast, make sure you follow and subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. YouTube, subscribe. Um, and, of course, notifications on so all the content when it drops. Um, as far as some stuff for Lockdown Browns, we're going to give you guys a little uh, nugget when we start off tomorrow's show, let you know uh, how the weekends are going to go for Lockdown Browns. So for Julian Cancel, Mr. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, appreciate you all for being along for the ride crossover Thursday week one style Cleveland Browns Carolina Panthers